Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Tomorrow, Brandon and Karen will be back with me, but we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't, and I am here vibing with you because you are always here vibing with us. Um, Yeah, this is night three on my own. Brandon will be back with me for power rankings tomorrow afternoon, Uh, of course, our typically live show we can't wait to see honestly i'm excited to get back with them because there's been quite a bit of uh, controversy with both the yankees and some of these other topics that we're going to talk about particularly tonight that have me quite interested to hear brandon's takes but first we're going to go ahead and run through i picked out probably my three most interesting matchups of the day and we are going to see how things go really i mean i'm just very interested um in a handful of these actually i'm going to add a fourth that i just completely forgot about but either way let's start with everyone's favorite the cock game peacock's premier matchup between the houston astros and cleveland guardians ends one nothing in favor of cleveland this was the exact pitching duel that you would hope to see on the peacock game on really any primetime game Terrific stuff on both sides. Christian Javier ends up with the loss for Houston. He goes six innings, allows six hits, and only with the one run striking out four. That run came off the bat of Luke Malley. And yeah, I mean, again, this was a this is a home run solo shot right off of him. You know, stuff like that happens. You're gonna make one mistake if that one mistake you made all day is going to come back to bite you. It's going to come back to bite you, but that's why we have ERAs, things that, you know, factor in everything to show us how good we are. Not just, we are not defined by a single performance, but talk about single performances. Tristan McKenzie gets himself back up 
to 500 on his win-loss record today, pitching in eight two-hit innings, only one walk and eight strikeouts in this one. Emmanuel Classe comes in to get it with that last run. Uh, I've got to check. 91 pitches. He probably could have gone completely game shut out if it wasn't a one nothing game. If we're talking a 3-0, 4-0 game here, I probably see Tristan McKenzie out there. And just terrific stuff from a guy in a situation where, you know, there's been a lot of upheaval over the last couple of years. You get the Lindor move. You almost get a Ramirez move. You lose Tito last summer. And now this group is being able to get a full season of stability and it's really paying off, especially for this pitching staff who, you know, they get Aaron Savalli back on Wednesday, but past that, everyone else has just been fantastic. Zach Plezak, when Zach Plezak of all guys is the bottom pitcher in your rotation with a four, four, nine ERA, then, you know, something, something good is going on, right? You know, I think that's a, very it's always going to be this team's strength they have always known how to develop these starters and develop on they will led by guys like Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie if he can pop back pop up into that level with Shane Bieber that's going to make for some next level Cleveland teams especially if they you know are able to find the money in the books to go out and improve this offense get them above the even above the top half of the league this is a team sitting 16th and run scored this year you know if you can get close to that top 10 this team starts looking very very dangerous very very quickly another guy we haven't really checked in on he's still here 100 percent doing his thing i'm surprised brandon wasn't all over this james karen has been back for a hot minute uh he has now been able to log 13 innings for this team and has done very well over that stretch a 1.98 era with 23 strikeouts, only seven hits in those 13 innings. This is again, yeah, next level stuff from him, next level stuff from Classe, who, you know, you got to put up there when you're talking, if you're talking five, top five, top three closers, he's already there, 24 years old and really not showing any sign of slowing down as long as the hype doesn't get to him like it has other guys. But that's about all I have on this Astros Guardians matchup. Let's move on to Cincinnati, the Cincinnati-Milwaukee matchup. In Milwaukee, the Brewers have them. They go up early but can't help themselves, and they cannot avoid falling in extra innings 4-2. to two. Devin Williams ends up getting the loss in the extra innings. Not only does he allow the ghost runner to get through, but he puts one on and lets him through himself. That's, that's very, very much an unideal start to his tenure as the full-time closer. You're still talking about a guy with a 170 ERA here, but this is the first time he's really been tested like this is these next t- couple weeks are really going to say a lot about this team, their moves and just what they've tried to do here, because giving up a generational closer like Josh Hader is never something that should be done lightly. And you definitely, not only will you be criticized, you should be criticized if that type of decision goes poorly. But that's all I had on that game as we're going to go and we're going to touch on the Yankees real quick again before Brandon gets back because they've dropped another game here, 12-9 to to the Cardinals. This is a part of a very, very rough stretch for this team where they've basically just not been able to get it right for much of, the se- much of this time since 
the all-star break, you know, you can start with that series against Houston where they just exposed every single hole that this team had. And now even this injection of new blood that they had coming in isn't really doing them much good. Andrew Benintendi starting to get the bat bat to come around. That's definitely a great thing. He leads the team with three bases today, goes two for three. Or excuse me, did I say two for three? I meant two for five. I'm reading up, not sideways. Um, this is it's only 10 o'clock. I don't really know what's going on at this point. There's no excuse there. But the story of this game, Frankie Montas gets absolutely shelled by the contending raw contending lineup that we think all we all think has probably the second is probably second or third worst among them. You know, you're talking, maybe you're talking Tampa, maybe you're talking Cleveland, and then right up there, you're talking St. Louis in terms of the lack of depth past their core stars. So, you know, this certainly wasn't this, the toughest challenge, but he ends up allowing six earned runs over three innings. He allows eight base runners, no errors on either side. The Yankees, of course, try their best to come back, but the bullpen just really wasn't having it today. Um, Scott Efros, another one of their ads, allows three earned in the eighth inning to seal the deal. This isn't the look you want to have, you know, having just about all of your trade deadline acquisitions come up flat to start is never a good thing, especially in this city, because we all know what happens if you're not mentally tough enough, especially if you haven't been in one of these big markets, which mind you, Joey, Joey Gallo hadn't, Frankie Montas hadn't, Scott Efros hadn't. Frankly, I'm, I'm going to fully defend the ben, Benintendi being a little cold to start because at least he had been in a massive market with media, at least, that's far more brutal than the New York media. You know, the New York media, I think, is generally, they're not the issue. The issue is the fans and the New York media, all they like to do is just highlight fan voices, highlight fan voices. You know, you talk about uh, WFAN and all of these, the big, the biggest regional mark networks out there. All they do is field calls all day, field calls all day. And everyone likes to pick on guys and the fans get, can get quite brutal with these guys. The media is the ones who are going after the guys in Boston. So if Ben Attendi can handle a couple, even especially a couple bad seasons there, he can definitely handle a slow start here in New York, but these other guys, I'm not hundred percent sure. Can they take it? Will they be able to do it? This isn't Chicago. This isn't Oakland, you know, it's step up or shut up time. And I'm not necessarily sure these guys have the discipline, have the fortitude to get it done. If they don't, this team could be in rough shape because they sorely need a guy with Montas's skill set. but I saved the best game for last of this group. We've got the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets. This is Jacob deGrom's first start back to City Field. And boy, guys, this was a roller coaster. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read out the line here. He ends with, no, that's not even fair to him. Basically, Jacob deGrom shoved. No one's really that surprised by it. But he ends up with five and two-thirds one hit, two earned runs, and one walk. Um, this was a perfect game bid. And that's kind of what I always expect to happen when you get a perfect game bid going. You're either going to get it or you're going to lose it and you're going to lose everything because that's how it always starts is 
you get the one walk or the one error and that breaks the perfect game confidence. And all of a sudden now you're thinking about the no hitter, no matter what, you can't help but think about it. And that's when you always let one slip. He let one slip today and Dansby put it straight over the wall for his 16th home run. That's, that's baseball, but that doesn't take away at all from the way this guy looked because he managed to go five and really five and two thirds of an inning through this game with only two pitches. It was all slider fastball. You didn't see any curve. You didn't see any changeup. He manages to get through, mow through this lineup twice without, or almost twice, excuse me, without even allowing a single hit, a single walk, two pitches. That's all he needed. And he's just really just warming up. This guy struck out 12 batters in that stretch and still has plenty of room to improve, plenty of time to get into a rhythm with the season. There's no way to have a rhythm after two major league starts on a year. Even minor league rehab, yes, it's supposed to get you in the right direction, but you're not really going to get, you don't hit the ground running with any of that. So all of a sudden we see Jacob deGrom is exactly back where he was, if not better at this point with all of the rest that he's had. This is scary. I'm only going to joke about it, but you know, Will will we start to hear the talk shows talking about a Jacob deGrom Cy Young conversation at the end of the year? Yes, they will. Will it be serious? No, it will not. But he will get the conversation again, and he will get the MVP conversation next year. I'm starting to already feel confident about having watched this because it was absolutely gorgeous. But we'll move ahead. The Mets, of course, actually going backwards. Spencer Strider doesn't make it through three innings as he gets tagged for four runs they end up putting up the five in the game and in the ninth, who else? Edwin Diaz. He comes in, gets his 26th save of the season. And in doing so puts together the incredibly dominant, Dominant to the effect that you can only expect that from an Edwin Diaz or a Jacob deGrom three strikeout inning where just no one was touching him. You know, you get the, you get the heater high in the zone where he, you're like, you're not going to, you're not going to beat me to this, let alone do anything with it type of pitch pitches from Edwin Diaz. And it's just, it's the power baseball that everyone loves to see. It's just, this game had me fired up the whole way through must watch ball. And hopefully that's how it is in a few weeks. The Braves and the Mets only have one more series and this division is largely looking done, right? You know, you're talking six and a half games, seven and a half games. Now that's, that's a lot to make up on a team that's been so consistent like the New York Mets. So we'll have to wait and see to see if the Braves can come back into it. If not, they're probably the best wildcard team out there, maybe second best depending on things that happen. But I'm actually, no, I'm, let's be serious here. Yeah, this is probably the second second best uh, wild card team out there this year. They're going to make a legitimate run on this no matter who they play in the first round, except the Mets. <laughs> um, but let's go into a couple of news things. I believe I only have two here. First off, from this morning, may, was made official that the Rockies have claimed Denilson Lamette Denilson Lamette, former top pitching prospect for the San Diego Padres, had se- several really good seasons 
with them. But of course, their insane depth in the starting pitching department um, really showed through, really gave him no other option in terms of how to do all, to get into the game other than to go to the bullpen. We got one decent, you know, starting to show signs of goodness in 2021 and then some really hard times here in 2022 at age 29 he has a 949 ERA with 11.7 strikeouts per 9 in 12 innings from San Diego's bullpen after the trade it became very quick quickly clear after Matt Bush and Trevor Rosenthal also went to Milwaukee that there really wasn't a spot for him on that team and they DFA him very quickly realistically you know, this is a this is a bold move. They clearly probably were only getting this guy in on the flyer to begin with. Maybe they aren't as high on his potential going forward as some other people were because there's plenty of people who look at last season and what he was able to do. And yes, the ball found the barrel a lot, but he got was in the 85th percentile of swing and miss, 84th percentile in average exit velocity, and had a heater that a lot of other guys aren't really able to go out and perform with. So it's, um, it's too bad to see him performing like this. And it's too bad that Milwaukee has already decided to give up on a guy who definitely could have stepped up and performed big time for this team. But again, that's what happens when you go from one team that has a ton of starting pitching depth to another team who has even more starting pitching depth than the team you just left. The, Padres, of course, have now basically gotten rid of the entirety of that group of guys that they had. You know, they had Chris Paddock. He goes to the Twins and then ends up having to have surgery. You go and you've got um, Mackenzie Gore, who just went over to Washington in the Juan Soto trade. You've got Denilson Lamette. These guys were supposed to be the future of this rotation. Now we have a group full of veteran dogs like Darvish Snell, Musgrove, Manaya. This this is a legit rotation. How long is it legit? I'm not sure. Does this team with two top 100 prospects have enough to sustain itself through the rest of the prime of Tatis and Soto? I really don't know. Time will tell. But, you know, the numbers are clearly showing he's not going to get the opportunity in either of those places. So Colorado's the the next best thing for him. The final thing I wanted to talk about here is we're going to go ahead and get into a little more rehab talk. I believe it was two days ago. We talked about Tatis getting started this weekend. And now we have another one here. And that is Tyler glass. Now who uh, pitching coach, Kyle Snyder told the Tampa Bay times that he is fully healthy. And there's a chance that he could be back with the Rays this season. Now, granted, this is very late and he has not gotten to the point where he's facing batters yet, but they're, if they're talking like this, this isn't just something that they're just trying to blow smoke around with. You don't mess around, especially with the fans, thinking you're going to get your best, your best player back out on the field. This guy has a real chance to go and give this team some bullpen work. And yes, they have lost just about every good hitter that they have, but this makes them serious threats in the playoffs more than they ever were before at 58 and 50. They're going to be right in that mix. And then all of a sudden, if you get in mid-September, you're able to get Tyler Glass now back into this bullpen. You have so many, so much flexibility. I don't even think you necessarily need to have him be in the closing high leverage roles. You 100% could, though. 
you can you can really do whatever you want with this guy. Stack up whatever part of this you want. If I'm them, I start giving him high leverage innings immediately when he gets back, whether that's just a stopper role or what it is. But all of a sudden, you have a very dangerous group of Brooks Raley, 202 ERA over 34 innings, 45 strikeouts. Jason Adams, 124 ERA, 43 innings, 51 strikeouts. And Pete Fairbanks is also finally back. He's got eight strikeouts in six innings so far. So the future for this bullpen especially is to probably be the nastiest group of collection of pitchers that they've ever seen in Tampa. The other option here, of course, is you give them those innings for now. And as it gets closer to playoff time, you stretch him out into the opener. So all of a sudden you have him going two innings every third day and is able to, you know, get your team off on the right foot and then bring in the rest of these guys to close that out. That could be a massive advantage in the playoffs for this team to go around and play with. But that is about all I had for today. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials at MLB Daily Pod, and we will see you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 